and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Probstfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Today, I want to talk about adversity. And I feel like adversity or challenging times is such an important topic for us moms that Sometimes, though, we don't necessarily want to talk about it or to even think about it. But why I wanted to do this episode is I feel like really it's not a question of if we're going to have adversity in our lives, but more of a question of when we will have adversity in our lives. And How do we move forward with our days? How do we take care of our kids? How do we do these things when we have something kind of trying as hard as it can in our brains to grab our attention to something else and to live in a different part of our brains that our kids can't really be there with us, our our spouse, our family and friends can't be there with us in that part. So how do we keep moving forward despite whatever the adversity or the current challenge is? So when I was researching this episode, I looked to nature for that. Because if you think about it, I mean, adversity is a part of life, but it's also a part of living on this planet. Humans experience it, animals experience it, and even plants experience it. So what I thought of was wildfires. And I remember so much when I was in Austin of all the wildfires that would occur one summer and seeing the damage that happened and just the hopeless looking terrain afterwards. It was black and gray with ash everywhere in these fields that had the that were affected by the fire. And it was just like the trees were also black and twisted and just it, it really did look hopeless. And that can sometimes be how adversity feels in our minds, like we had a wildfire in our brains and now we are left with from whatever the circumstance may be, but we are left in our brains with this hopeless terrain. But an important thing to remember about that is that there is regrowth from fires and that there is regrowth from these wildfires that in fact people, like officials will create designated areas of contained like wildfires to promote growth. It's essentially essential to have 
to give um, certain nutrients to plants. Um, also, some species I was learning like actually require those higher temperatures of fires in order for them to um, continue to grow or to grow. So I just really felt like that parallel made a lot of sense. And I want my listeners, I want y'all, and I'm going to remember this as well, whenever there is a challenging time just to remember that wildfire, that forest fire that can look hopeless at the beginning, but there is regrowth that can happen. There is rebirth that can happen from scary times and from challenging times. So um, what I also want to talk about is with my research on like wildfire restoration, it talked about for larger and more destructive fires that there needs to be some type of help to kind of get this process going, um, this recovery process going. So when we have those types of events in our lives or maybe someone that we know, how can we help or where can we reach out for support? So the first thing that comes to my mind are trusted family and friends. You can talk with them. And actually, that is so, so helpful for humans. I mean, we are social creatures. And it's important for us to remember that. It's so easy when you are in, or at least for me, when I'm in a difficult time, I want to shut myself away and I don't want to talk to people. But it is in the matter of reaching out that really is where that growth, that rebirth process starts to occur. Okay. Um, other, other ideas or things that, at least for me, that are helpful is um, you know, talking to God or um, whatever speaks to you, like whatever spiritual um, or religious aspect speaks to you, but essentially giving your worries, your adversity to a higher power and to let go of that control. Because so many times... Y'all, we we don't have control. Like we want control so bad, and gosh, it just is. Just it's not going to happen. Sometimes we just cannot control so much of life, and it's helpful for me to give that control to God. Um, and that may whatever helps you. Uh, maybe I know I've said this before, but I I remember when I was in the Smoky Mountains, this larger brook or creek, it it had rocks in the creek and it was flowing fairly rapidly. And the water just continued to flow around these rocks, around the adversities. And just that visualization seemed to help kind of let my thoughts go down a river or let that control go down a river. Okay. And then also I want to point out you should reach out to your healthcare provider. Um, and if you don't have one, uh, ask friends or family for recommendations or, you know, check your insurance or whatever. But 
it is so important to, you know, have a game plan. Cause I think that what I think is important is there's this big stereotype on your week. If you take medication to help cope. And, and I think that is so inaccurate. I, I really feel like that takes so much strength to say, you know what? I, I've been trying, but I do not know how to just get over this hump. And that's okay. And that is not a weakness. Um, so I encourage you to reach out to your healthcare provider if you feel like maybe um, something like that can help you to um, give those like outside, get that outside help that's needed in like a more extensive wildfire like is done in real wildfires, getting that outside help essentially. So um, like I really like these nature parallels. I feel like, gosh, it's so much of life. It's like, gosh, like if I knew about that sooner, that's just like an, I feel like another example too that I wanted to share, I wrote about um, that is in my most recent blog post and you can find it on um, my website, twomomistolove.com and then, um, or on my social media pages, Valerie underscore Probstfeld. At Instagram and Facebook, I have it posted there as well where you can access the links But and, and this podcast as well. But um, for the blog post, I talked all about cactuses or cacti. I'll have to look up to see what's the correct. Is it cactuses or cacti? Um, but I find that... that um, what is that called? The class of plants? Like, the, are, they're just so fascinating. I think maybe because like I grew up in the Midwest, in the Chicagoland area. Like I lived a little bit in New England, and I did live in Texas. So in Austin, there was some uh, prickly pear uh, cactus, but not like those big, the big saguaro ones, the ones that you think of like in the Western movies that are just huge and sticking out from the hills. So I. Um, I wrote about those and what I used for inspiration was when I went to the Desert Botanical Gardens in Phoenix a couple years ago for the first time. And I just love that Arboretum or, or, or Botanical Garden. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It has so much information about desert plants and how we should embrace our deserts and it, it made me thinking back then, and I've written about it like um, so often, and I finally like turned it into a little bit of a blog post or like um, I have a lot more to say about it, but I just wanted to make a short blog post on it, is um, how, how we embrace our cactus because we have prickly parts, like we all do, right? I mean, um, if we're rubbed the wrong way or um, we, we get upset about something, we have these sharper edges, but there is something valuable inside that we're trying to protect, at, whether that be like our inner child or whatever that is. But I think that's the first part that I thought was interesting about the cactus and its correlation to humans, but also the fact that they're such resilient plants. I mean, these things have to withstand droughts and storms and 
it really goes through long seasons without getting what it needs. And that really reminds me a lot of what we experience as moms, right? I mean, sometimes I just want a minute to myself, but I just can't get it. And it's kind of like that cactus. So what do the cactuses do? They have ribs in them that expand when they have water and contract when they don't. They have deep roots that stretch far and wide. They have like shallow roots that will collect rainwater right away when it does rain. But these deep roots will just really stretch out. And it made me think about like filling our cups. Like I say that a lot of how do you fill your cup? And it's kind of like, how do you fill your roots of a cactus? How, how do you replenish? So when you do have seasons of drought, where do you go? And a lot of that for me is that makes me think about values and I want to do an episode on values, and I, I write about that in one of my chapters of my book, but um, values are so important. And I, I do think that we need maybe different terms for the word value, because some people will think of values as like more like, um, you know, uh, uh, things that we all should aspire to be, like honest and kind and all that, which is, is absolutely a thing. Um, but I think what I'm referring to as values is like, um, value lists that you can find. I know James Clear has one. If you search like James Clear value list, and there's a, a couple others, if you Google search value list, it comes up with like 50 items of just, um, adjectives or like things that people like to do. So like for me, I know I had adventure, exploration, learning, um, those type of things are my values. And all these sheets will say to select like three to five, five at maximum. And there's about like 50 of these on here. And I think that really helps to identify what you as a person have as your values and what replenishes you in times of drought. Okay. Um, so, that's just something I feel like I have to remember when I'm going through times that I need um, to fill my cup up. Like, for example, like with this exploration and this adventure, I know that's something that I like to do. I love traveling. So I do it more often now because I know that does help me and it helps me be a better mom. It helps me be a better wife and all of that. So, um, I also know exercising, being healthy. I don't remember which, you know, what word it was on the value list, but some synonym of that. And so I like to run. And I mean, some months I feel like are better than others, but I decided to go ahead and do a half marathon when I realized that that is part of my values. I do love running. I do love that. So I'm going to carve out time in my life for those things. So with what I talked about with adversity, so we have, you know, like the wildfire visualization as well as the cactus visualization. So it makes me think of like in medicine, 
um, when, for example, they're uh, with migraines, migraine headaches, you have treatment that will essentially make the migraine that you already have that you're experiencing in the right here, right now go away. And then you have treatment that prevents migraines from occurring. Um, now, I feel like so many times in adversity, there we can't prevent adverse events from occurring. I wish we could, but we just can't. That's not that's not part of our role in life. Um, and so, what do we do instead to be more like a cactus to have our cups full enough that we can? essentially sustain a season of tough times or how if we're having a very tough moment right here right now what is something that we can do kind of like to stop it in its tracks which you know again so much of that is uncontrollable we can't control a lot of that but what we can control is our response and our thoughts and I think that's so, so much easier said than done. And I know for certain people, that's a lot more difficult than for others. For me, it is a challenge to tell my thoughts to stop. And that's a lot of what inspires me to share what I have to share because I know that there's other uh, women out there like me that really just, they have um, just anxious thoughts always kind of going on and you know, I, I, I am privileged to be able to talk to y'all about anxiety in a way that I want it to be um, more acceptable to talk about. I mean, like in a recent um, reel that I put on social media, I talked about how um, anxiety in America, in the United States, is the number one like mental health issue amongst women and that it affects, uh, I don't remember what the number was. I think I, I think it was 50 million people, 50 million people and a quarter of people in their lifetimes will experience anxiety. That's according to a resource that I had read uh, from Dr. Bourne. Um, But it's everywhere. Anxiety is everywhere. And I mean, that's obviously a little different from adversity. Anxiety is more kind of thinking of adverse events before they become an adverse event. Um, like fear is faith that things won't work out. Um, but when we do have an actual event that isn't working out, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, so I would love to hear your thoughts and please send me a, a message or reach out to me. Um, again, my Instagram is Valerie underscore Propsfeld. So follow along with me. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Valerie Propsfeld, author and speaker, and subscribe to my newsletter for monthly updates with fun family ideas and some of my thoughts and other updates, as well as subscribe to this podcast. And um, it's available on Spotify, Apple, and Google. 
And again, please reach out. I would love to hear your thoughts. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, or if you ever would like to be a guest on my episodes, just let me know. All right. Thanks, y'all. 